Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. Today, I would like to talk about diversification and risk distribution. If you are an investor like me, you would understand the meaning of diversifying the investments or diversifying the risk in your investments. If you're not, then let me give you a quick introduction. Let's say that you would like to invest some amount of money in the stock market. If you buy the stocks of, let's say, Infosys, if the stock of Infosys goes down, then there's a chance that you might lose your investment. Now, it's very unlikely that the stock of Infosys will go down because it's a good company and good fundamentals, but that's not what we are here to talk about. The idea is that the stock could go down for n number of reasons. It could be there could be a pandemic, there could be an earthquake, that could be uh, something else that could impact the business, impact the quarterly earnings, and the stocks could go down. And the one way that you can you can provide safety to your investments is by diversifying your investment by not just buying one stock, but multiple stocks. And it's not just multiple stocks, it is multiple industries. So let's say emphasis is in the IT industry, you could buy some banking stocks, you could buy some pharmaceutical stocks, and so on and so forth. And so that even if one industry goes down, the other industry safeguards your investment. And it's not just stocks, if you're an investor, you should not just invest in the stock market, you should also uh, invest into other investment instruments like gold and property is a fantastic investment in India. And and that way, you know that even if the entire stock market crashes because of some reason, and we've seen that happen a couple of times, your investment would still be safe. Now, you are going to think, why am I talking about stock market and other investments in a podcast that is more related to, I don't know, enterprise architecture and, and innovation and what have you? Well, that's because today I want to talk about risk distribution in your career. One of the things that I've seen over the years, people do, is that they do not diversify the risk in their career. They do not diversify their career. Usually people get an education in a certain field, uh, let's say as a programmer, and then they get a job as a programmer, and then they keep getting better at it over the years. They keep acquiring new skills as a programmer. They keep getting specialized as a programmer. And over a period of time, they get really good at it. The challenge with that is that they, in case if they're not able to cut it as a programmer, they don't have any backup to take care of their career. In fact, it's not just programming that they specialize in. I've seen people specialize in a particular programming language right let's say c sharp they are they get really really good at c sharp and and they don't know anything else and the problem with that strategy is that you know programming languages come and go technologies come and go and uh, and something that is very relevant today may not be as relevant and useful tomorrow because of a new technology or a new paradigm coming in and that's the risk and why just programming alone I think that you should diversify the risk by acquiring skills 
not just in programming like you should not just have no one programming language you should know multiple of them you should you should keep learning new programming languages new programming paradigms every year if you are a programmer but why just programming you could acquire other skills within the IT industry you could be a good project manager or a program manager or you could learn project management um, concepts such as agile and lean and kanban and what have you and you could go into infrastructure development and design and and so on and so forth and why just IT industry you could learn other skills you could learn digital marketing or you could learn marketing or you could get an mba in finance or what have you just to make sure that you also have other skills uh, besides what you specialize in in fact i started as a programmer and i spent a good number of years the initial part of my career learning various programming languages and do and specializing in programming but at some point in time i started realizing and uh, after programming by the way i became a application architect and and at some point in time i realized that um i'm too specialized uh if there are any other aspects of the business that besides application development and design i don't have the skills so i diversified and moved into infrastructure design and and of course i knew a few project management paradigms like agile and lean and and then i continue to diversify and it's not just in programming i have a few other skills as well Uh, yesterday a friend of mine and i were talking about neuroplasticity uh, neuroplasticity is the capability of your brain to create new neuron connection patterns what that means is every time you acquire a new skill your brain creates new neuron connections neurons are the well simply put the cells of your brain and there are these uh, dendrites that basically connect with each other to 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 gather skills right and a new skill essentially means a new neuron connection pattern uh, after a certain age uh, what happens to the human body is that the upkeep of the human body becomes taxing right uh, because the cells are dying faster than the cells that are getting regenerated that's the process of aging really and and what happens is um, the human body implements the strategy of use it or lose it Uh, what that means is if there is a certain capability of the human body that you are not really using for your survival then the upkeep of that particular capability is taxing so the human body lets it go whether it's strength whether it is speed whether it is uh, skill like shaving for example or brushing your teeth it's a, these are some simple examples that i'm giving you if you don't do that it loses that particular capability uh, so that it can more efficiently retain the basic skills that you do require so you need to tell your body that i need these skills i am not just talking about the the physical well-being i mean of course strength agility stamina you lose because you're not using those things uh, with age right that's why people get older but it's not that that i really want to focus on today i want to focus on neuroplasticity your human brain's capability to create new neuron connection patterns it's very important that we continue to practice critical thinking we continue to acquire new skills we continue to create these neuron connections in our brain so that the human body understands that these are things that are necessary for our survival and it retains it considers neuroplasticity as one of the critical things that the human body needs for survival that you need for your survival 
we have started to sort of believe that senility and forgetting things and not being able to have the mental acuity that we used to have when we were younger is a common thing among old people. In Hindi, we call it satya jana. Satya jana meaning when old people forget things or are not able to process information quickly. Basically, we say that, oh, he's getting old, he's crossed 60. Satya jana matlab is crossed 60, so these things are common. But it's really not that common. It's a misconception that old people have to become senile, okay? Uh, what I'm trying to say is if you continue to acquire new skills, if you continue to teach your brain how to create newer neuron connections, it is generally good for your mental health uh, as you age. And I am aging and I'm bringing this topic up because I'm aging. And and most of my audience, if you really ask me, are senior people within the organization have 18, 20 years of experience. And that's why they are interested in the concepts of strategy and enterprise architecture and innovation. And they have a considerable amount of experience in various areas of the business. And 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 that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm bringing this up. I am touching 47. And I do everything that I can to acquire new skills, not just in my area of work, but even in my personal life. Like I'm trying to become ambidextrous um, since last year. I've started uh, brushing my teeth and shaving with my left hand. Uh, I try to acquire a few new skills every year. This year, I acquired the skill of off-road motorcycle riding. We went to an extremely difficult terrain where there was mud and slush and gravel and rain and snow. And and it was a little bit risky as well because on the right-hand side of the road, there was a cliff from which if I fall down, I will definitely die and nobody will even find my dead body. And we rode uh, through that difficult terrain, I don't know, 70 kilometers up and 70 kilometers down. And, and we did well and that was a new skill that I acquired. Of course, I see that with age, my body does not recover as quickly as it used to in the past because after exercising, I do a little bit of weight training as well. And after exercising, it takes me more time to recover. Um, and that is obviously natural and it, it's going to get more and more difficult with time. But as far as mental capabilities are concerned, I think we are a lot more capable as humans to retain our mental acuity and our uh, mental health till a longer period of time. Many, many years ago, I read this book, and at that point in time, I was a programmer, and the book was called Pragmatic Programming. And and although I don't remember it exactly, because it's been many years I've read the book, but it talks about acquisition of new skills, and it says that a programmer should ideally learn a new programming language every year. And when they say a new programming language, they talk about a new programming paradigm. So if you know C-sharp.net and if you learn VB.net, that's not really a new programming language. It's the same programming paradigm with different syntax. But if you learn Python, for example, Python is very different from C-sharp.net when it comes to the programming paradigm. And so that's a new programming language. Reading, it gives specific instructions about reading. It says you should read one technical book every quarter one non-technical book related to your business every quarter, one book which is not related to your career in any way every quarter. You should read one technical periodical every month. You should read one non-technical periodical related to your business every month. And you should read one periodical which is not related to your business or your technology every month. It gives more guidance around reading blogs and reading articles and journals and and keep up with your reading because reading helps you think out of the box. It gives you 
ideas that you must not have thought about. It uh, it uh, it improves your critical thinking essentially. And I try to keep up with my reading a lot. I try to read sixty books in a year, although. I'm rarely successful. I end up reading. So last year I read about 42 books and, and, and I think that's all right uh, with the heavy workloads that we have with responsibilities towards the family and, and all the journals and articles that I'm reading every morning. It's really difficult to finish all the 60 books in a year. At least that's five books in a month. And, and I try to keep up, but even if I'm not able to meet my 60 books target, I can at least do 40 and that's good enough. So there's this beautiful quote by Ernest Hemingway that I hold very dear to my heart. It says, there's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. Keep challenging yourself. Keep diversifying the risk. Keep learning and acquiring new skills. And I think that our lives will become more fruitful. And in our old age, when we look back, we will look back at a life that has been an absolute roller coaster. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.